This is Agents Influence Podcast. Now, how do you think balancing that growth and that profitability, as long as you're growing and you're looking back at that year and saying, of the five areas we grew, where did we spend the least amount of time, maybe the biggest growth, but also, where are, what are we good at? What do you think? Just to build on what you said, be unprofitable, but with intention. If growth requires unprofitability, do it with intention. Go after something, do it, be intentional about it, be targeted with it, track it. If you're not getting the return, stop the campaign. I'm Jason Cass, and we're going to help you think differently, change your agency, change your finances, change your family, and in the end, we're going to change an industry. Let's go. All right, so here we go. This is part two of the Facebook Live special that Ryan Hanley and I did the Tuesday before Thanksgiving. I've heard a lot of great things. People have reached out to me through email and through Facebook messages about the first part. And if you like that, you're really going to like this. So once again, thanks, loyal listeners. Merry Christmas to you. I hope you enjoy it. Let's get back on to Matt there. Yeah. How do you think about balancing growth and profitability? The two seem to be at odds and is something I'm currently wrestling with. Good question. Billy Williams. Done. Go to one of his things and, and you, you have your answer. Guys, he's not joking. The next one's going to be January, I think, 28th and 29th. It's a Monday, Tuesday. So if I'm wrong on that, it's a 27th, 28th, but it's something like that. Um, it's a fabulous one. I went there in November Hanley, it was one of the best things I've ever been yeah. to in my entire oh, life. Dude, I'd be there in a heartbeat. I think really, it's one of the best things ever. I mean, not only is it implementation, which was cool. I mean, like he stops right in the middle and he'll be like, okay, um, everybody go buy a fake, uh, go buy a domain. Cause I'm going to show you how to run business to it. And he'll yeah. just stand there. And if he sees somebody's not on their computer, he'll go, I'm going to, he'll spot check you. And he puts you with battle buddies, right? So you have a battle buddy so you guys can help each other because keep in mind, he's military, right? So he's got yeah. all, of, all those things. But uh, no, he's fantastic. He it makes me feel so inadequate as a marketing consulting person. <laughs> it's so good. It really is, dude. Yeah. It's really good. Now, how do you think balancing that growth and that profitability? Well, growth and profitability is a tough thing. And I think sometimes we look at profitability too much, right? As long as we keep growing, eventually we will be profitable. That's a very general statement. And the fact you just can't keep spending money, right? But at the fact of the matter is, as long as you're growing and you're looking back at that year and saying, Okay, of the five areas we grew, where did we spend the least amount of time, maybe the biggest growth? But also, here's the thing, where are, what are we good at, right? Like, what are we good at? And this is such a tough question because the growth and profitability of the way we run the agency in Centralia versus the way we run here, yeah, there's a lot of similarities, but there's a lot of differences because we have two different types of clientele here. Um, this is more city, urban, that's more rural. So we have to look at different things. I'll be honest. Our Centralia office is not as profitable as our Edwardsville office. And we What's know that. 50,000 people in Edwardsville. And that's exactly right. And, and we live right <laughs> next. But here's the deal. Here's the deal. There's agents out there that take this tough because I kind of am. Hanley, when you guys were doing the rule thing with Agency Nation. I just like that you referred to it as urban. <laughs> okay. Hold on. There's a stop broadcast button right here, I think. Yeah. <laughs> now, now, here's the deal, Hanley. 
It's 50,000 people that's connected to the Metro East. So it's a suburb, okay, of St. Louis. So, yes, we do have people here other than on the East Coast. You guys, you guys hear me on my podcast all the time talking about Hanley and his snobbish Northeastern ways. This is it right here. It's coming out real, real true. All right. So, no. So, no, I think that they are at odds. But I also agree that, like, I'll be honest with you. I was not very profitable in my two, three, four first years. Wasn't. Wasn't at all. Because, like, I was spending every bit of dollar that I had to put it back into my gas, to new shoes. Because as my boy Hanley says, rubble shell shoes on the concrete. You know, I was doing everything as my boy Chris Langill says, putting premium on the books, whatever that required. And I will be honest with you, this is one of my biggest problems I have with people in my agency. And they can hear me, by the way, so I hide nothing, right? But what I'm saying to you is, is that like they don't see Hanley the first three to five years. They don't see that I was in the basement of my house, like drilling away, right? Screaming at my kids because they're trying to walk around upstairs and I'm trying to talk to clients on the phone, right? My whole family had to suffer. I had to suffer. I didn't even know how I was going to pay my bills, right? I remember, I dude. I, I remember having countless conversations with you during those days. Right. Man. But now, but my, now my staff just sees that I fly around. Yeah. Right. They, they don't see that I'm actually able to now work on the business rather than in the business. And that's OK that they don't. But I, as you out there listening, I want you to keep that in mind, especially about your agency owner or maybe it's somebody else in your office. We all have different tasks and different jobs. And I think that that's what's big, greatly important. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. So how I would say um, so just to build on what you said, you know, my recommendation, Matt, would be be unprofitable but with intention, right? So if you need, if growth requires unprofitability, if that's, if that's the case, uh, I have seen it done profitably, but it definitely is tough, right? Cause you're reinvesting back in the business. So, uh, so let, but do it with intention say, we know, uh, I know Matt writes a lot of contractors, right? He's got some, some pretty clutch appointments. One of which is with Cincinnati, not to blow them up. But uh, but that's that, that that's the cream appointment. Uh, so let's say, Seth, let's say, you know, uh, a contracting a contractor on Cincinnati paper lat is going to give you six to seven years of retention, right? And maybe you got to pay a little more or reinvest into some programs to put that type of books on the business year one more than you'd necessarily want to spend. But you know you're going to get that back in spades in terms of longer retention. I think that's how you get that profitability back is your intentional and reinvesting and spending the money in the place that you want to spend it, but it's calculated. You're not just just spending willy nilly. You're saying, I'm going to attack this market. I'm going to do it through a custom brand or, you know, like, like Billy would, would talk about or, or a new custom website or a marketing campaign or what, what have you. We're going to really bomb into this space. We're going to spend money. We're going to be unprofitable for a few months or, or maybe for a year, but the, but we're going to put a ton of business on the books and know that we're going to get that profitability back because because that business is is profitable for us long term. So so just be very intentional about it, calculated about it. You know, you just don't want to be. I think the worst way to be unprofitable is if it's spray and pray. Right, go after something, do it, be intentional about it, be targeted with it, track it. If if you're not getting the return, stop the campaign, go after something else. You know what I mean? Just don't keep throwing good money after bad. I know that's a very cliche thing to say, but that only comes through tracking it, being very intentional. And then, um, you know, as, as Nick does, as you do, as, as Billy Williams um, talks about, 
make sure that you have the systems and automations in place to make that business profitable, right? So if you're doing the same analog stuff, then you're going to lose, there's going to be, you're going to get some leakage in revenue on the back end. So, you know, I know Matt runs a great agency and I know he's doing a lot of the right things. So, uh, Matt, if you haven't gone to one of Billy Williams' things, dude, I think you would crush it because you're the kind of dude that would actually put his systems in place. Mm-hmm. So uh, just, you know, reach out to Jay or reach out directly to Billy or even me. I'll, I'll hook you up if you like, like he writes out all the processes for you. And then he like highlights the one you have to automate. And then at the beginning yeah. of the class, he'd already show you how to create those automations. So at the end, it's like, and yeah. you're like, I mean, he just bundles it up, ties it and says, here you go. Now go back and, and I, do it. I don't have an affiliate code for Billy Williams. So Neither this, do I. Neither do I. Neither do I. Resource for the industry. So. So on this thing that you're giving this advice to this 22-year-old, listeners, listen up here because I think this was great. So the number one thing you gave him was, you don't know shit. (laughs) Let's be honest. That's great. I love it. Number two, we're going to go through these. Number two was, listen, everybody. Number two, if you didn't watch this video, uh, you're going to be busted out and blown away. Number two was, stay away from digital marketing. (laughs) Wow. Wow. I mean, There's a caveat on. there, but yes. I understand. I understand. Hey, it's for ratings here, Ryan. It's yeah. for ratings. YouTube.com so, uh, forward slash Ryan Hanley 13. <laughs> okay. Yes. What'd you say? Say it again. YouTube.com forward slash Ryan Hanley 13. Because I created that channel you. like 20 years ago. <laughs> and if you want, they want to get a hold of you, where where do they find you? Just find me on LinkedIn. That's the best spot. Fantastic. And then you said you've got to learn and, and create the story for coverages. I really thought that was really good. That's something that people don't get taught a lot. I say it in my agency a lot. Never let the truth stand in the way of a good story. Right. And so I I want my staff to understand that we need those stories. That's what sells. And really the basics of that is, is this is what Billy would say. We are, we are guilty of selling what they have rather than why they have it. And that is very, very important of what, what we're talking about. He was the Tuesday morning keynote at Elevate. He's the bomb. Learn coverages and policies. Okay. So learn the stories, learn the policies. And we do not need Facebook ad experts um, when you're first starting off your agency. Um, they don't I need Facebook experts. I would pay a Facebook expert if Facebook is important to growing your business. That's, that's, uh, if I were to do like a follow up, because I did get some questions about that. Like, hi, well, I don't know that Nick does stuff, but like, bang Nick and say, Nick, who, who's a guy that I can hire in your network who I can pay or, you know, in one of your tribes or whatever that you're part of, or if he does it or, or Preston or whoever, like if, if Facebook is important to driving business, I'm not saying Facebook's the wrong place to be. I'm saying when you're early in the business, don't spend six months becoming a Facebook guru, become a Facebook guru once you figured out how to actually do it. Cause if the business coming in and you can't sell it, then it, you know, then it doesn't matter. That was kind of my thought there. So so I opened my Facebook account on April 12th of uh, 2010. I remember it was the day before my birthday. Started YouTube, LinkedIn, and uh, Facebook. And the thing that uh, that I wanted to say here is that's how I built my business was on, on personal lines, was on Facebook. Yeah. If I was starting today, I would never do that. Like yeah. the competition is so fierce. Hanley, when you and I were doing this, like we were like we were giving away iPads. I think we were the first one ever because yeah. I remember had people i mean you remember dude we were selling like 20 30 policies you remember when like you'd make yeah. a post on your page and they'd show it to like so 30 policies in one week week from that ipad giveaway contest yes yes we did and if you don't believe it we've got the videos to prove it yeah it, it was awesome you can't i th- 
It would be interesting. We ought to try and do that again today to see if we could replicate. A lot of the rules have changed around the contests and stuff. I still think that YouTube is undiscovered country. You know, you have a lot of, you have agents. Well, Crowley's doing a good job of it. You know, Crowley's but, doing a good job. Uh, you know, there's a lot of agents that jumped in about a year ago into video. A lot of them have fallen off. I get it. It's hard work. You have to be committed to it. But when I tell you, <laughs> I still, I get, I get screen captures on my phone that people text me all the time from people who did a search and they found one of the videos that I did like seven years ago. Like, I still believe that YouTube is the place to go. I, I think, I still think YouTube has a lot of opportunity. I think if you're going to be on Facebook, you have to be doing ads. That's my personal opinion. Um, you know, now here's why. Now here's why I think Facebook is definitely the future. Besides all the stuff like you know, all video, you got to do this. It's going to be contained. Eighty five percent of content will be video. Yeah, yeah, that's great. But here's why I think that YouTube will last longer than the fad of some of these others is because it requires you to be on video. And that right there is just a separator. Yes, I know you can learn to be on video and all that stuff that Nicholas and you and all these people say. I get it. I get it. I get it. But I'm also saying that 80% of the people just can't and they're terrible at it. Yes, they may hire somebody. But what I'm saying is YouTube may die off in 15, 20, 30 years. But I think it's going to have a long life period of being the main thing because it requ- it's hard to create that type of content. Anybody can sit down and create a blog and post it, right? may not be the best or whatever, but anybody can do it. It's very tough to do video for those who are not used to it. So I think that that's important. I got I got to move on. I got to move on. Yeah, yeah. And then I love what you said here. Number six was uh, you did a great job of joining the independent insurance agency system. I just don't get it, Ryan. And I don't understand why life insurance people wake up with the stress of chasing down the next life insurance policy in order to eat, yeah. right? I so don't the reason I added that in is because I get calls from, I'd say I could probably get two or three of these type of calls from, from Matt, who's a great, great kid. I get calls from, from these type of, maybe two or three times a month, uh, particularly say 25 and under. And usually it's, they went to an independent agency and their friends either work for tech companies, they became financial advisors or lawyers or some shit. And they always are getting busted on. And I'm like, you need to look at them and say, in five years, let's compare checks. Let's compare W-2s in five years. Like if you do the work, you'll blow them out of the water. Like that lawyer who's making 80 will make it a buck 20. Like if you really kill it, with a decent commission split and a decent agency, a buck 20 and you're working half days in five cool, years. That's a big deal right there. You're going to, if you want to have kids, you're not going to miss their games, right? That is huge. Yeah. That is yeah. huge. A lot of that lawyer is working 18 hours a day, working weekends. Like, dude, I'm not working freaking weekends anymore. Like I'll take it. I don't care. Like the truth is I'm picking my kid up from school when I want to pick him up. Like I went to his mass this morning because he, he goes to uh, Catholic school. So like, that's the life that I'm living. Like I'm not, cause I can do my job. Cause I did two hours worth of work this morning. I'll do a little bit during the day, but like, you know, this is how you set up your life. Like, I guess I love, I love Gary Vaynerchuk because he removes a lot of the excuses that we make. I don't, we never want to live his life. I don't think that he, like, I would never want to not see my kids five days a week, but then have quality time with them the weekend. That's cool with him. No judge, judgment for his own. That's not the life that I want to live. I, I like that he removes those, those that, that barrier. And what I think are those, uh, he removes those excuses that people make. Because we all make excuses. You, you just made one before. Some people just aren't good at video. Not true. I was a math major. I never done any of my life. 
I just started holding up a friggin' cell phone to my face that wasn't even HD. That's how I became comfortable on videos. I started doing it. No one taught me. I didn't take a course. Like, you should take courses. There were no courses back then. There were no online courses like Nick has, right? There was none of that. There was no place to go. You just did it. So, like, don't tell me you can't figure it out. You can. You just don't want to put in the work. Like, you know what I mean? There are things I don't want to put in the work on. There's plenty of that stuff. You know, like, I'll probably never be that good at golf because I, it doesn't seem to come naturally to me. And I don't want to put in the work to be able to hit the ball and play. I just don't. Yeah. I just like you know the- what? That is a great example right there. That is a great example. I wish I could. I wish I could just – I am not I, – I, I love golf, but, God, I wouldn't want to do that for a living. Wow, I wouldn't want to do that. Well, I you know, like, like dude, freaking Matt Wood. I go, I go play, go to play golf with him. The dude pounds the ball down the middle of the fairway. And I'm like, I just got emasculated on the first hole. Like, why do I want to do this all the time? This is like, no, no. Hey, Hanley. But my point um, is like, you know, you said, you said the advice you can get is, is you don't know shit. And you said you need to learn how to eat shit for a long time. Yeah. And I and I really think that there is a that is a millennial thing, right? This is everybody's thing. But and I want you to know I'm not. I don't. I'm not a. I'm not a millennial. I'm not a millennial hater. I think millennials are are essential. But what I'm saying is, is if you look at a lot of the things you said here, they directly relate to the culture of millennials. That's what I'm saying. Like they literally relate. Cultures put a huge. Our our millennials put a huge value on family, and I know we all do. Exennials and everything. But there's a different type of, of, of dedication. Yeah. I also think that sometimes they don't need to know that they need to eat shit. Like it's just the way that it is. Now, I think you may eat shit differently than I did, you know, 18 years ago, but you still had to come into those no's. You have to. Yeah. No, I, I think that it's funny. I, I this might not necessarily be. I would love the audience feedback on this, on what I'm about to say. All right. I hear all the time. All the time I hear it's really hard to hire good producers. And my question is, what do you do to make to train the people that you bring in? And the answer is usually not much. So like when I first started, my father-in-law said day one, like you're going to get punched in the face a hundred times. Go do it. Like just take it. Like, I don't know, maybe it's because I was an athlete. Maybe it was because I played football and I just got knocked on my ass a thousand times, like in that, you know, as you learn to play that sport. But like, it just came, it was natural to me. Like, I hated it. It I caused me physical pain. I tell stories about that, about not wanting a cold call. But like, and it took me maybe longer than I wished that it had. And, and it's kind of what drove me to digital marketing. But at the same time, even once I started doing digital marketing, I still heard no's. Like, I still dropped mm-hmm. off a thousand business cards. I still... Like, and I look back on that time and in the moment I hated it, right? I hate it. You probably remember. I, I hated oh, it. Oh God. Yeah. But looking back on it today, that is some of the most valuable experience that I've had in my professional career are those two first two or three years when it was just like, I'm never going to figure this out. And, uh, actually a good buddy of mine from college, who's a real estate agent in, um, uh, Maine left a comment on the, the video that you're talking about. Uh-huh. And he said, in our office, we have a saying, show up to work tomorrow. Just show up to work tomorrow. Like, just show up. He's like, he's like, at the end of the day, if you had a shitty day, we just look at each other and we just say, 
show up for work tomorrow. And if you show up, that's that's the battle. Like, just get, do the game again. Like, understand it's going to be terrible. And the same same is true, like, if you want to be a marketer or you want to be an executive or you want to lead an agency or you want to write blog posts, like, everything. I mean, you know, this is kind of the whole finding peak thing and, and why I've gone down this, like, peak performance journey is because I don't understand all these things. Like, I don't understand why I get frustrated or angry or disappointed or feel jealousy or resentment or doubt or all the same feelings that everyone else feels like. I don't understand why I feel them. I want to figure it out because the only way to get better, to get to the next level is to be able to control those feelings. So when I wake up and I'm like looking at finding peak and on agency nation, I'd write a blog post and it'd get 1700 views in two days. And I write a blog post on finding peak and it gets 17 views in two days. That's eating shit. My friends, that's (laughs) eating a lot of shit. Like I went from writing for 1700 people to writing to 17. Great example, man. Conscious choice. And I have to rebuild that community and rebuild that brand and rebuild that business. And I have legit people in the marketplace who don't want me to be successful. You know what I mean? Like fighting against that. Like there are, this is, that's eating shit. Like I'm 37, I'm doing it all again. The difference is now I don't give a fuck. Now I'm just going to plow through it and be like, this is what it takes. It takes right. waking up at 4.30 every day and writing a blog post, creating a video. You know, I started this live show on Fridays, which I, I thought was went pretty well. Like, that's what it takes. It takes, right. you know what I mean? And in between that, I'm working as an executive for, you know, for Bold Penguin, trying to get that brand going and, and, and making that move. So it just doesn't stop. Like, it, I think the moment you stop accepting eating shit, you've given up. Like, that's it. That's as far as you're going to go. And that could be perfectly far. That could be as far as you want to go or as you need to go. But that's as far as you're going to go. The moment you say, I'm unwilling to eat any more shit, that's the top. You've hit the top. You're not going to go any farther. Are you ready to transform the way your business communicates? Look no further than Lightspeed Voice, the ultimate solution for insurance agencies seeking a seamless communication. I've used them for over eight years. I'm telling you, what I'm reading is the truth. Picture this, crystal clear calls, advanced features, unparalleled, flexible, tailored, just for you. That's Lightspeed Voice. Tired of drop calls and outdated systems? Lightspeed Voice has your back. Say goodbye to communication hiccups and hello to a new era of efficiency. I love that. Boost productivity with features like call recording, voice to email, and effortless call transfers. Work from the office, from home, or on the go. Lightspeed Voice keeps you connected wherever your business takes you. Don't worry about the transition. Our dedicated support and onboarding teams will guide you every step of the way. Make the switch to Lightspeed and join the ranks of satisfied insurance agency owners, like me, experiencing the power of seamless communication. Ready to elevate your agency? Visit lightspeedvoice.com or call 877.97-VOICE to schedule your free demo. Lightspeed Voice, we're more than just talk. Cast approved. Hey, if you guys don't mind, as you listeners out there, if anybody could put drop some poop icons in the in the comments, that'd be great. Just I mean, because he's talking about shit, just drop it in there and let everybody step on it. So okay, and then um, you know, one of the things that I thought was different. Let's jump down to to, to part five here, okay? Because I'm going to bring some stuff out here uh, that I know I'll get your reaction off of. 
You don't need to necessarily be a Facebook expert. That was number five that you gave uh, Matt out there. And one of the things um, that what's amazing is, is whenever I delete and deliver my keynote, I'm going to talk about the five agency models that will be here in the next five, 10, 15, 20 years. And one of these models is these guys out there that have automated an insurance agency and been able to say, Trust isn't a factor for me because as long as I have enough volume of people, the numbers say that I'll make money. Yeah. Now, once again, that's like 1% of the industry, okay? But I do know that in the 5, 10 years, that may be 3%, 5%, 10%. And so changing that ball game and saying, I just want that 1%, right? The agent that says, I just am looking for someone who needs something quick, fam, and they're busy and they just want to go online and purchase it. I'll take that 1% and make millions. So that that's where I think, Hanley, a lot of these agency, these agents get confused, right? They see all these things about, oh, I should do this on Facebook and that, and they're reading all these things. And I think that's why like number five was number five to you, but like it should have probably been number two. I like the the so you, that you whole know. model that you just brought up. I, I'm super interested in that model because there are people that I really respect who are going down that path. I am incredibly supportive of that and interested and intrigued. There's not a ton of evidence yet to back up that long-term that model is profitable because Geico can't figure it out and insurance can't figure it out and Lemonade can't figure it out. I think that model is super close. I just feel like that model needs in some place a human touch to keep the retention. There's just... There's very few business cases today where without human connection and trust, the psychology of that interaction in our industry, that you have their long-term retention to create sustainable profitability. That mm-hmm. all being said, our culture is changing. way people interact is changing. The tools that people are willing to use to build trust is changing. So that's why I'm so interested in it. And I support right. it. I have no problem with it. I think you know, like I said, there's a ton of people that I respect that are that are making plays in that space. And I wish them the absolute most luck. I just, you I know, well. my personal thing is I'm I'm slightly skeptical that without some injection, some small injection, and, and I think it can be done through through video and and chatbots and stuff. And I and I, you know, I think the right people are playing in the space to figure it out. So I I'm I'm not poo-pooing it by any regard. I'm super interested in it. That all being said. That is a model that you need to be super smart about. So if you're going to take that on, then you really need to be super smart about that stuff. Like you have to have every efficiency buttoned up because even the tiniest bit of leakage you, you well be, said. Well can, said. Create, can create profitability issues. So I guess my point is if you're a main street agent, I think if you're super into it and it's going to become more than just something you do for your business, but a hobby go learn Facebook marketing to supplement how you generate business. Otherwise, pay somebody you trust to do it for you and be really good at your job, mm-hmm. I guess. That, that's kind of my point is like, I think there's a difference between having a solid online brand that when someone researches you, they, they decide to choose you and being a digital marketer. You know what I mean? Like, I just right. think we've gotten to a level of, there were five years ago, six years ago, 10 years ago, when you and I were getting in the game, you can kind of hack your way through both. Yeah. I feel like today, the sophistication that 
consumers are looking for in digital marketing is such that you either hire someone to bring in like the O'Neill group did with Danny Kimball. That was brilliant friggin' move. And congratulations to them for listening to her because she's a genius and I hope they understand what they have there. But like you either need to go that route or the hacked up marketing because you're trying, you know, I don't know. I just think, I, I don't think it yields results. And today speed and efficiency is so important. It you know, is. I don't know, maybe I'm just it goes back to what Max said about growth and uh, versus profitability. I mean, yeah, you you may not be as profitable because you have to send it out right to somebody who may not be as good or, or may not as cheap as you. But I guarantee you, you're going to actually profit. It looks like it's counterproductive, but it is because it's allowing you to free up. Now, I want to give you the thing that a lot of agency owners do, everybody out there, and you may be uh, guilty of this. What we do is, is we get so busy servicing or trying to do our marketing that we hire out. But guess what we never do? Go sell more. That's one of the problems that agents do. They hire somebody, they go get this person, they spend $30,000 a year on them and they go, well, crap, we're really not growing much. Well, that's on you, not them. They're still doing the same shit. She's still doing the same thing. Yeah. yeah. Or now I don't have to do the marketing. So I'll go golf a little bit more. It doesn't yeah. work that way. You got to work and, on the and Here's the thing, man. It's all like, dude, I live in a judgment-free zone because I do fucked up shit too. And I hope that no one judges me for all the stupid shit that I do and how I live my life. Right. Like that all being said, like you make the bed that you, or you sleep in the bed that you make. So like, you know, I don't, if you go hire somebody and you don't change the way that you personally operate, then of course nothing's going to change. Like there's no magic bullet here. You have right. to do work one way or the other. So if you're going to go hire a marketer, then you need to pass off your service work and have that marketer feed you business, hold them accountable for the business they feed you. And then you need to increase the amount of business that you're closing as a result of hiring that marketer. That's yes. how a marketer helps you grow. Yes. But if you're still yes. spending time doing car changes as the primary producer, but you've hired a $35,000 marketer, and now you can't get to all the quotes because you're still doing car changes, then you're just an a-hole. You know what I mean? Like, you're just wasting right. money. And, and look, like, that goes for me too. You know, that goes for me in my own business. Like, I make a lot, there are a lot of automations that I know. I, have, I actually have a list one of these stupid notebooks, things that I need to automate, things that I need to do to better operate my, I mean, this goes for everything when it comes to businesses. There's no excuses. There's no hiding. Like, right. So, so this is, I'm, I'm really bad at, at drawing, but you can see this is my mountain here. And then this right over here, this is Hanley. He's preaching from this mountain um, because I want you guys to know. And this is my son over here. If you guys didn't know, this is this is a son. So, I mean, that's really a good drawing on my behalf. But you're exactly right what you're saying, dude, about the marketing and all that stuff. I mean, I really, really truly do. Rob, also, thanks very much for your comment out there. Uh, pure fire and I guess a plate of poop on today's uh, podcast. Uh, thanks, guys. I have really quite a bit. Yeah. So we're going to be closing up here in the next five to 10 minutes. So please, if you have any other questions out there, Hanley, let's talk about 2019 and beyond. Let's just talk about 2019. Yeah. It's probably one of the main things that we're not thinking about now, or maybe we are, that's going to be huge in 2019. If you are not setting up your small commercial game to play against the big boys, I'll tell you first, you know, I won't say firsthand now because I don't know all these companies, but I progressive, obviously the announcement is out about progressive and bull penguin. We're uh, Trisha Griffith, the CEO of Progressive, came out the other day and said that small commercial is her number one priority. Warren Buffett just said the same exact thing. 
Uh, by Burke, which most independent agents have not heard of. By Burke is Berkshire Hathaway's small commercial. It's B-I-B-E-R-K, small commercial operation. Warren Buffett just came out. And I have a feeling that Progressive's announcement is in response to Warren Buffett's announcement. Small commercial for Trisha Griffith, who runs Progressive, who is one of the smartest executives in yes, the she entire is. country. Yes, she is. Not only that, but think about the glass ceilings, that she, how badass she has to be and how smart she's got to be in addition to the fact that she just is incredibly smart, right? So she's going to make progressive a player in the small commercial market. And Warren Buffett just said he's going to make, and by Berg is very closely related, though though there is a wall between them, to Geico. So Warren Buffett is about to do with by Berg what he allowed Geico to do to personal auto and small commercial. So if you're not ready to play in that space, get ready. Like get your game on, figure out how you're going to compete against those players. It doesn't mean you need to do what they're doing. It means start figuring out how you're going to compete or the, what is it? 77%, 78% of the market that uh, independent agents have in small commercial is going to become the same 40% that we have in personal auto. Like guys, this happened two decades ago. This happened. We had the personal auto market and then Geico came in and Progressive came in and State Farm came in. And all of a sudden, we're at 41%. And if we don't want that to happen again, we need to start positioning our businesses today Very to well fight said, the right? small commercial battle. Mm. I, I don't like, I can't say this enough. This is happening. This is real life. There's no like, oh, you know, it's not going to happen in my small town. Nope. The internet is here and it works now. Like they it did does. that to us in a decade when the internet didn't exist. Imagine what they're going to do to independence with a full-blown 5G internet in existence. And, every, you know, I got this supercomputer in my hand. I have the uh, the 10 Max S, which is like the most baller phone in history. Like this, this is the ball. What is it? It's an iPhone. Oh, it's an iPhone. Loserville. Yeah. The amount I, that I am more creative than you because I use Apple products is just out of this. <laughs> Anyways, hey, speaking of automation, if you could pick one thing to automate immediately, what would that be? Great question, Julie. Ah, that's a really good question. That's a um, really good question. I think your communications and I, I think communications with your current customers, onboarding, cross-selling, upselling, touch points, mid-year, renewals. If I were going to automate anything, I would automate everything that happens with new customers to like first renewal, figure that out. And then obviously you can build on that. But yeah, that first year, all those touch points, um, if you can automate 80% of that, you free up your CSRs from higher value touch points, um, more cross-selling, more upselling and stuff like that with your CSRs when they actually do get someone on the phone. Um, that's the kind of stuff I'd go after first. What about you, dude? Julie, well, Julie, what I would look at is something simple that I've discovered recently, and it has to do with uh, uh, Sly Broadcast where you can simply do a pre-recorded uh, phone call uh, or message, and you can just put it right into your client's voicemail. It doesn't even ring their phone. Now, the reason why this is really, really, uh, really, really good is because it allows you to reach out to those people, as Billy says, 60 days out. He does it strategically for 60 days out rather than he does it it's really crazy how Billy does it. He wants to talk with the cl- client on the renewal before the premium comes so that if the premium goes up later, then he actually is in the power position. Very long thing sent out, but it's really, really good how he does it. But he sends out the slide broadcast. And I know a lot of other agents do this. And what it allows you to do is be automated, touch all your clients. And then the ones who have the issues, they then call in. 
They're the ones who are going to be like, oh man, my agent was trying to call me. They have no idea that the thing just went right into their voicemail. And you can call that whatever you want, but it has to do with the fact that as we do it, we start to get these phone calls back from people that we may not have gone through. A lot of agents, this is a little tidbit for everybody. A lot of agents uh, requote all of their clients. We were doing the same thing too with Marblebox. They would just do all of our renewal quoting for us on every customer. Billy said out of the 156 that he's had that he has, he did a split test and he had agencies for a couple of years just um, remarket everybody. And then they had another couple of agencies didn't remarket anybody. There was actually no difference between the retention rate. My wife is finding that out right now. She just about six months ago, she stopped requoting everybody and they've had they've had no decrease in retention. None. And I'm the, I'm the kind of person, Haley, that I was the dude that was speaking like, no, we need to be different. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. And no, there's really no difference That's, whatsoever. That is a really interesting situation where we were providing a service to our clients that our clients don't actually want. That is. That's exactly right. And until you see the numbers, it's kind of like my boy Wesley Anderson says, he says, Jason, when I make a decision in my agency, I don't do it based on the way that I feel or the way I think. I do it based on what the data says. And that right there is the most important thing. So that that I think, and then Michelle Moser, she said, yes, I'm actually have done something Ryan recommends, which is that first 60 days automating some of that process. And and I think that that's huge. And you could even say the first 18 months, right? You could go a little bit further and go after that little renewal and stuff like that. So I, and there's a lot of programs that can help you do that. Those are just some of the things that, uh, that I get with. And and there's there's an, there's a group out there, guys called automated agency. It's a Facebook group. It's called automated agency. And these cats, they hang out in here. Whew. I mean, I'm reading their posts like, what the hell does that mean? You know what I mean? I'm trying. I mean, these dudes are in it. So don't get in there and get overwhelmed, but get in there and talk to those guys and say, hey, what was the first thing you did? Right. That, that, that's what they want to know. And then they're more than happy to show you. Austin Moorhead, Wesley Anderson, Grant Bothma. I can never say his last name. Sorry Bama. about that, Grant. What is it? Bama. Bama. Yeah, there we go. I still can't say it, but Yo, thank you so see, he said, uh, Michelle says, we do the first 12 months into the renewal through active campaign, active yeah. campaign. Whoop, whoop. I love them. I absolutely love active campaign. Anything else, man? You want to close it up? We got three minutes here, man. We want to keep people tidy. They're hungry, including no, me. No, dude, I, uh, I appreciate having me on. I appreciate everyone here. Great conversation. You know, I, I don't know. I, I think, uh, there's such a great community. The thing I love about this industry and what has always kept me here because God, I thought about leaving a couple times, is we just have, it's tremendous people are trying to do right. And I think as long as we never forget, you know, I talk to my wife about this all the time, like, man, this business can be a freaking grind sometimes. I mean, you know it, I don't even do the work of insurance every day anymore. I just help people do it. And it's a grind. I think as long as we keep remembering how important, how important what we do actually is, because there are players like Lemonade they're just not doing the right thing by people. You know what I mean? Like they're writing hundred thousand dollars at full liability on accounts, not explaining what that means. Like, like I'm sure they'll figure some of that stuff out. They're very smart people, but like, you know, I just think we're, we're doing, we're doing God's work in many ways in terms of helping people put their lives back together. And I think when you think about it in terms like that, as much as that might be soft and fluffy, so it's um, it kind of puts into perspective how important these conversations we have are and how important 
this type of dialogue is. So I just, Hey nothing, man, I think nothing, nothing could be built without bonding and general liability and business yeah. auto. People couldn't purchase houses, purchase cars. I mean, yeah. you almost can literally go down. You wouldn't be able to serve food in case you were going to get sued. And, and we have, have to remind ourselves of that stuff, right? It's so easy to forget. It's like, Oh, I just need to get another policy on the books. Well, it's, you want to get another person with good coverage in the ecosystem so that when they plow into your best friend, your best friend's family is taken care of. You know what I mean? I mean, that's, that's right. important stuff. So that all being said, I appreciate you. You're obviously uh, my dog and uh, I appreciate you having me on here. I guess we'll get out. I mean, Hey, anybody wants to find me, the two place places to do that are LinkedIn, LinkedIn. I love LinkedIn. The Graham is a great place. Reiner, Scare Hanley. And obviously if all y'all would go subscribe to the show, youtube.com forward slash Ryan Hanley 13. I would love that. Otherwise, just do what Cass tells you to do. Thank you. That's that's the best thing, except for you said y'all. Do you know that y'all is actually singular? Um, this guy from Texas told me that. He said, right. because if you want to make it plural, you got to say all y'all. All y'all. Okay, well, all, all y'all. I just have spent two, my last like three or four speaking engagements have been in the South. And I tend to just pick up people's vernacular when I'm around I them. I just like if I'm around people from you know wherever, I just start saying the stuff. And I all my last few engagements have kind of been in they've been in and y'all. Really, really, when you sound like a southerner, people will start thinking that you're nice, right? <laughs> I talk way too fast to be construed, confused with a southerner. You're right about that. Hey, last thing real quick before we get off, I want to let you guys know that on December 19th, uh, Hanley and I are going to be doing another Facebook Live uh, marketing automation get-together. So, Julie, with your questions that you had out there, uh, we're going to be bringing on Nicholas Ayers, uh, Preston uh, Schmidley, and um, who's the other one? Oh, Wesley Anderson. So these are the three guys that I think are huge when it comes to automation. Like these yeah. dudes like blow my mind. I don't even know what I'm doing on that call. I'm going to be outclassed on that call. Yeah, so we both will. Join the club. <laughs> So, so, so the thing is, is that I really do appreciate your time, Ryan. I know it's busy. Hey, everybody have a happy Thanksgiving out there. We did the best. Thank you, everybody. Be safe. Love you guys. And then peace out. And so that wraps it up. That was our Facebook Live Thanksgiving special that Ryan Hanley and I did. I want to hear from you. Jason at growprogram.com. Jason at growprogram.com. Let me know what your thoughts were out there. Go over to the Agency Intelligence Facebook page and click on it and check it out. Scroll down a little bit. You'll see the actual live video there. So, uh, And you can see some of the comments and some of the things. It was fantastic. I hope you enjoyed this. Keep in mind that I've got another one coming up where Ryan and I are going to have Nicholas Ayers um, who else are we going to have on there? Preston Schmidley and Wesley Anderson, where we discuss automations and marketing. These dudes are killing it. Don't be late and don't miss that one. All right. It's happening December 19th, same time at 11 Central Standard Time. Check it out. You'll be getting a notification about a week before. It'll be on our Facebook page at Agency Intelligence Facebook page. This has been Cass. Tell me your thoughts. Tell me your ideas. And I'm going to tell the world what you have to say. I'm out. Hey, agents, listen to this. Listen to this. What are we terrible at? Think of it. Think of it. Really? We're, we're terrible at training, right? We're not very good at hiring. We're not very good, terrible at firing, actually. Uh, terrible at creating process and some workflows. Terrible at technology and implementing that technology and even knowing what type of technology we want. And the list goes on and on. Now, listen, I'm an agency owner. And I, you know how it is to, to fix a problem. The first thing you've got to do is you got to admit you have a problem. Here's what you do. 
Go to virtualintel.com. Check out what we do because we do all those bad things that you can't do. Really? And you may do one or two of them well. Good for you if you can do them all. Just want you to know you're in the minority. But if you can't do any of them good or you don't even want to do them anymore because it just takes too much mental power, then good for you for realizing that and give us a call. I'm telling you, virtual intelligence, that's what we do. And where we specialize in high quality VEs, not virtual assistants. Look it up. Go to ChatGPT. Put in what's the difference between a virtual assistant and a virtual employee. Enough said. I don't have enough time to go on and on about all the differences on this 60 second commercial, but you've got time to search it and look at it. That's what we do. We deliver high quality VEs. We mix the technology with it. We train them on the technology, give them and the technology to you and you're off to the races. I'm not joking with you. You can call my agency at any time, ask for Lordland. And we do ask her, say, how fast are you able to do quotes? I've actually got a couple videos of it. That's right. We can do five to 10 carriers in one quote in three to seven minutes. So you give me an auto quote, I can do five to 10 carriers in three to seven minutes. How are we doing it? We're doing it through the technology of virtual intelligence. Give us a call, check us out. You can ask for me personally, I'll do the demo for you. Who are they? Cast certified.